the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Good afternoon. Greetings. Thanks for coming along for the Monday edition of The Ride Home. A little snow in the forecast. A historic day on many fronts. Listen, just before we get started underway, I want to let you know that we are streaming, and you can find us at wordfm.com or uh, Facebook. Uh, on radio as well yeah facebook if you want to see the show unfold if you want to see us today i look a little bit like boxcar willie mm-hmm. i'm like why a boxcar is that willie. john what, what's happened why are, why are you uh why are you arrayed as you are i was in the basement uh yesterday and mm-hmm. doing a little work and ran into like you know how like the basement steps the like sometimes i like, know that so well yes under, i do under the i was under the eaves of the steps and i was mm-hmm. moving to get something in a tight quarter and when i did i didn't see like this piece of wood sticking out and as i was moving the wood scraped against my forehead and um so i got like this like two and a half inch long you know thing it looks good i mean really it looks it really looks like good a gash a gash isn't that a terrible word gash I gotta, especially on your forehead mm-hmm but it's descriptive. I, I do believe that's what you have. Yes. So I look like Boxcar Willie. Kath looks like um, Francis McDormand from Fargo. Oh, well, I don't know if I look like Francis McDormand from Fargo. <laughs> well, I mean, she I was. Don't have, I don't have the uniform or the sense of shock or despair. I'm just saying, you know, okay. uh, just, just place you in, in the listener's eyes. Okay. Great. That's really wonderful. Thank Very you, John. Good. I'm All a right, big Box- Francis fan. Yes, Boxcar Willie and Francis with today's show. Kath, as we always do, let's get underway. Would you give us now, please, the top four at four? Indeed. John, Mike, from Monday, December 14th, number one. The first COVID-19 vaccination in America was administered Ooh. Sandra Lindsay, a critical care nurse in New York City this morning. Yeah. According to the Wall Street Journal, Ms. Lindsay said she wanted to instill public confidence that the vaccine was safe and that her work was guided by science. Healing is coming, she said. Locally, Charmaine Pikosh, an acute care nurse practitioner in the surgical intensive care unit at Children's Hospital, was the first to get the vaccine in Pittsburgh. The PG reports Charmaine, who has more than 30 years experience, was chosen to be first after a vote on her unit. Number two, the U.S. Supreme Court declined to hear the Texas lawsuit seeking to overturn the presidential election results in Georgia, Wisconsin, Michigan, and here in Pennsylvania. The court cited Texas's lack of legal standing to challenge how another state manages its elections. Three. The Cleveland Indians, John, changing their name after only 105 years. Mm. The New York Times reported Sunday night that the team is leaving behind the moniker some consider to be racist. Apparently, the Indians have been internally discussing a potential name change for months. A team spokesman told the Associated Press the franchise has no immediate comment 
on this report. And number four, the undefeated Steelers season sure seems like a long time ago. Hello. Last night's 26-15 defeat at the hands of the Buffalo Bills hurt me to watch. Injury after injury, still no running game, and a lack of overall offensive, really anything, made for a long evening of viewing. Hope you all had some good snacks to offset the bad taste in your mouth. And that is your top four. four. Yeah, that was rough. Uh, That game last night. I mean, it wasn't yesterday a very, it was a long day. I was anticipating that game with great relish. Mm -hmm. And then, boy, that second half came along. And the game was awful. It was just over. Yeah, I don't know what the issue is. Nobody knows what the issue is. I mean, you know, everybody's in different states of despair and trying to figure out what it could possibly be. And is Ben over? Look, Ben didn't go from being a candidate for MVP to being over in two games. No. Okay, that's not what happened. There are other things at play. I think most of all being the fact that we got completely ruined by the NFL and having to you know, reschedule all those games for COVID-19 purposes that didn't have anything to do with our team. Right. Well, certainly that did not help, right? And I it certainly but, didn't. Boy, the lack of the running game, though, you got to go, you, you got to have oh, something yeah. there. There's That's nothing there. News, isn't it? Right. And then to be fair, I mean, of course, you know, you know, the Steelers uh, live and die on Ben and Ben was certainly not at his best last night. He was not at his best last night. And of course the receivers were not helpful as well. So all those things, I mean, you know, the sports uh, sports people are talking today about, you know, Ben's over the hill. Look, that's come on. This is what bothers me about all media right now. And I'm sure I implicate myself in this as well, is that one thing happens and we become so reactionary. Oh, Ben's done. He's done. Mm. Right. He's too old. He's over the hill. <laughs> he was fine three yep. weeks ago. So oh. let's relax it a little bit. Well, I mean, look, it's been a great season so far. So what what comes our way is what comes our way. Right? What comes our way is, I believe, is the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mike, did you watch last night? I did watch it. And you know what? I, I totally disagree with all the people that are saying that Ben is washed up and is old. I mean, the, the first play uh, was... The was the, the pass that was right to the receivers. Right there. Right that there. Was Deontay. Deontay, yeah. Deontay Johnson. God yeah. bless him. He cannot hold on to that ball. He Poor cannot. guy. No. Oh, and, my God. And as soon as I saw that play, and uh, as soon as I saw the first drop, I'm like, thinking, wasn't that okay, a bad here we feeling? Go. It was a horrible mm-hmm. feeling. It was. Right. Because they had all, you know, they had yeah. since Monday to reconsider after all the criticism. Right. And so right. you think, okay, I'm really going to work on this. I'm going to work on this. And who doesn't want to catch a football when that's your job? Yeah. Of course. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> So it's it's a, kind of like, you know, I heard somebody say this on the radio today, it, like a bell went off in my head. It was like watching Pedro Alvarez at first base. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you remember? I do. When, once the yips start, do you mm-hmm. think, oh, my gosh, like, right. are we is this going to go away? Yeah. And are I think you can always know, be saddled with this. That's an interesting point, because, you know, the psychology of the game is often overlooked, but it is deeply psychological. Of course it's a it kid's is. game. Right? But when you're being paid handsomely for it, of course, there's a lot more at stake and many more overlays and you can psych yourself out. Somebody asked on our Facebook uh, chat room, do you think the Steelers can beat Kansas City? I think the Steelers, in my opinion, can beat any team when they show up, when the receivers catch the ball, right. when we have a good running game and when the uh, defense is... Uh, making is is causing turnovers. I think we could beat anybody, in my opinion. 
Well, good. Okay, so okay, who's next? Okay, I'll take your opinion, and I agree with that, except that we haven't seen any of that in the last two weeks. Right. No. I would like to see it again. I believe we could. I wonder if – I was thinking about this last night in the fourth quarter when I was trying to go to a happy place psychologically, mm-hmm. you know? There you know, was no happy place. And I think about something that, that would, would bring me joy that's not this. Mm-hmm. Um, what if – you know, we've already lost – probably lost the buy. What if we give – Ben and a bunch of starters the week off next week. Doesn't yeah, matter if we beat Cincinnati. Right. I don't know. Maybe that just might add to more of the confusion of the last few it weeks might. of all the ups I mean, and I'm downs. I'm not a football coach. I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, no one's going to get the, you know, I don't know. Who's up next? Who's our next opponent? The Bengals. Oh, okay. Well, again, they're 11 and 2, right? We would have said this last year the Steelers were 11 and 2. We'd have been dancing in the street. Right. Exactly. So. I would like to see there being dancing in the streets. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, speaking of dancing in the street, how about dancing in the streets of the nation's capital? Okay. Greg Clugston will join us next. Always the first guest out of a shoot on a Monday from the White House. SRN News White House correspondent Greg Clugston with the updates about what's happening in and around. Be back in a few minutes. Stick around. It's the Ride Home with John and Kathy. WORD. Coming up on Love Worth Finding. What's the blueprint for happiness? The Beatitudes and what they are is really a blueprint for happiness, foundation stones for building your home, really what they are. They are the keys to the kingdom. Join us for more of Adrian Rogers' series, The Keys to the Kingdom, this month on Love Worth Finding. Tonight at 11 on 101.5 WORD. For those of us who are healthy, it's hard to imagine what it's like to be chronically sick. If you're over 50, you may be fine today, but tomorrow, different story. Chronic illness can literally claim your financial world overnight. And suddenly you're tens of thousands in debt, mailbox overflowing with bills, notifications, warnings, and you think Obamacare will help you sort it out? Good luck getting someone even to talk to. This is Kathy Emmons, and my friends at Marley Financial have a better solution. It's their non-Obamacare pro-life health plan. It gives you the power of a national PPO instantaneously, savings of 30 to 60% off Obamacare for those over 50, no funding for abortion, and always someone to help you. Call 724-884-1496. One client recently in the hospital for 11 days for a bowel obstruction, the hospital billed him over $56,000. Marley Financial's non-Obamacare plan paid the entire claim and put $7,000 in his pocket. There's no other plan like it anywhere, and you can get it now. Call 724-884-1496 or visit MarleyFG.com. Turkey and stuffing, real mashed potatoes, sliced top round, Aunt Emma's broccoli casserole, chicken and gravy over buttermilk biscuits. Am I making you hungry yet? Hi, it's me, Marsha, from the Springhouse. Do you have a special event coming up in your life? A shower, a wedding, graduation party, company party, anniversary event, or any occasion where you'd love to serve all-natural, farm-fresh foods? Then it's time to give the Springhouse Catering Department a call at 724-228-3339. From your first conversation with Dawn, who will help you create a menu that's unique to you, to the beautiful, bounteous setup and display that my sister Jill and her crew create, you will be delighted. After every catering event, Jill tells our cooks, I wish I could take you with me so you could hear all the wonderful comments guests give us. Give us a call at 724-228-3339 or check out our extensive menu at springhousemarket.com for farm fresh catering from the Springhouse. 
Merry Christmas. This is Dean Gartland, president of City Mission. It has been a challenging year. Thank you for supporting City Mission through these uncertain times. I'm reminded of the words of Jesus, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Your generosity has helped us to be a light in the darkness for so many in need. The need is growing and City Mission will be there, but only with your continued support. Please visit us at citymission.org and let your light shine today. God bless you this Christmas season. First guest from our nation's capital inside the walls of the White House, SRN News White House correspondent Greg Clugston joins us. Greg, happy Monday to you. Back at work. How are things with you? Hey, doing great, John, Kathy. Uh, welcome back from the weekend and a new week ahead. Thank you. Yes, yes. Thank you. We're looking forward to it, Greg, even though our Steelers lost last night, but that's okay. We'll talk mm. about that later. We're in emotional therapy, psychological <laughs> therapy, I should say. I think we'll be fine. Um, all right. So let's talk about what a terrific day it is in America. The first COVID-19 vaccination administered to Sandra Lindsay, critical care nurse in New York City this morning. Right. We often start off with challenging or disturbing or problematic news. Uh, and this is uh, obviously a bright, a bright spot in what has been a very difficult year. And so with uh, Friday night authorization by the FDA to approve the Pfizer COVID vaccine, trucks got loaded over the weekend and rolled out onto the, onto the highways. And so uh, there was delivery overnight. And so that you had first thing this morning, as you mentioned, Kathy, the very first vaccinations uh, being delivered to healthcare workers, and then also at the top of the list, members of nursing homes and long-term care facilities, uh, because that population in particular has been um, so devastated uh, by by COVID-19. So these are the these are the first two groups of of Americans that are going to be receiving over these next few weeks um, the vaccine, and of course, we're still waiting for. Uh, government approval and authorization for other vaccines that are uh, currently in development and in uh, test trials. So that will only increase the number of doses that are going to be made of, available to the general public. So it's a, it's a very good day in that respect. It really is. So, Greg, can you speak to this? I'm, I'm reading conflicting reports about the administration and their availability to um, have more COVID vaccines available. There's been, you know, the back and forth. Yeah, there is going to be enough or I'm reading from other sources. Well, you know, they haven't ordered enough. So we gave them away. Right. Yeah, this has been a back and forth. That's a that's a good way to describe the you know the coverage and uh, understanding of this story. Essentially, back in the early summer, when the U.S. government said, "Okay, we're going to make initial purchases of vaccines," of course, this was before the, the vaccines. I mean, the vaccine studies by uh, the researchers were just getting underway. So nobody, including the government, knew which vaccines which uh, would be effective um, and which ones wouldn't. So they didn't want to essentially say, we'll buy every vaccine from Pfizer only, not knowing if it was going to work versus Moderna or Johnson & Johnson or the other manufacturers. So what the government did was to buy large amounts uh, of from six different uh, vaccine suppliers. And so, obviously, Pfizer was the first one out of the gate in terms of U.S. authorization and approval. 
Um, and so everybody's now saying, well, why didn't we get more, more of the Pfizer? Well, back when the order was made at the beginning of the summer, we simply didn't know. And, and that's the explanation from the government. Um, now, there may be more involved, uh, more twists and turns in that decision-making process, but the CEO of Pfizer says that uh, his company is in talks with the government to, uh, to provide additional doses. Of course, Pfizer uh, filled orders for other countries as well. So obviously there's worldwide demand, not just here in the United States. Let's see, okay. Well, that's as good of an explanation as I've heard. So, so thank you for that. Now, the, the good news is, as we're saying, that today across the country, limited amounts, but the vaccine is taking place, I'm sure, even as we speak. So, Greg, um, let's talk about the quagmire in the nation's capital with Congress as they scramble to pass budget and hopefully more COVID relief. Right. So two things are happening on that front, John. And one is just the uh, the normal government budget that has to be approved. Uh, there was a, a deadline last week, and that got temporarily extended until this coming Friday. So you've got lawmakers on Capitol Hill trying to finalize um, it's something like a $1.4 trillion budget that covers you know most of the government agencies uh, heading into next year. But separately from that are ongoing negotiations about additional COVID relief and whether and what and basically there's been a dispute for months and months now as to what form that relief should take. Should it primarily go to states and and, and local you know city governments to, to determine how they best can uh, send that money out and use that money, or should there also be another round of stimulus checks like we received uh, earlier in the year? So that's been a real problem, and there are questions about uh, liabilities for companies and all the rest. So that has bogged down talks for months and months. However, there are several proposals uh, that are currently being um, you know, looked at on Capitol Hill. So as they're looking at budget, uh, a budget measure and a final budget deal, they're also trying to do covid and they're all trying to do it before they leave town, they hope, for a Christmas break. Greg Cluxton with us, SRN News White House correspondent. Greg, let's move to discussions about the uh, upcoming inauguration. Um, it looks like the Supreme Court declined to hear the Texas lawsuit seeking to overturn the presidential election on Friday evening. Um, it looks like, I don't know, that the checks and balances are working in America. You've got the executive uh, branch saying something and you've got the court saying something and i don't know i guess as difficult as it is this is the way it's supposed to go right so you're exactly right in in laying that out kathy because uh that was that was seen pretty much as a as the final chance from a legal perspective to uh to get involvement from the united states supreme court so you had texas bring this lawsuit you had 17 other attorneys generals from attorneys general from uh states also sign on in support. The president was behind it. A lot of members of Congress were in support of having the Supreme Court look into claims of fraud. And what, what, what the lawsuit wanted was to throw out millions of votes in four different battleground states. But without really any comment, the Supreme Court said this, uh, this petition, this lawsuit was denied. So that was really seen as kind of closing the door on what had been dozens, literally dozens of legal challenges, lawsuits that the Trump campaign and other Trump allies had you know, been pursuing ever since Election Day. And so here we are today on the 14th of December. 
normally the electoral college vote is just sort of a passing mention you know it's it's like a formality because it's it's in the law it's in the US law books as being the date in which the electors in all 50 states and the district of columbia fill out their paper ballots and and formally cast their votes uh from each state for the, the for the next president and so um, all of the battleground states, by the way, that, uh, that the, uh, the Trump people were, were pursuing legal challenges, they today have all cast their electoral uh, college votes for Joe Biden. So uh, barring some extremely unforeseen circumstance, uh, it, it, it's going to be formalized today once all the uh, states are finished. And in fact, in about three hours, Joe Biden is planning a national address to uh, address Americans about uh, being the president-elect. I see. So in, in the midst of that, Greg, the, the president, of course, is still saying that he will fight on. But uh, you're saying that there are essentially no more legal challenges left. Is that true? Well, that's that's what it appears to be, because even though the president, you're right, has been and continues to challenge and question the results and talk about fraud and uh, and all sorts of other uh, voting irregularities, uh, that evidence or claims of that evidence have not been presented uh, in, in, in courts, whether it's in Pennsylvania or Michigan or Wisconsin or Georgia or Arizona, or if there if there were anecdotal um um, bits of evidence that were provided, they were not viewed by judges and other state officials as being sufficient to overturn the election results. So I, I don't know that anybody is saying that there are there are never any irregularities of voting in a country of our size. It, it's just statistically there are going to be some bad players doing doing stuff on election day surrounding elections. But you've had conservative judges, you've had liberal judges, you've had Republican governors and secretaries of state, and also those uh, those officials from the Democratic Party all come to the conclusion that there was not enough evidence that would have changed the results from Election Day. I know this is a pipe dream, Greg, that I would even imagine this or say it out loud, but it would be nice for all the people that were criticizing the nomination of Amy Coney Barrett that she was just being put in there so that as soon as it came time for an election vote, she was going to vote in favor of the president. It'd be good for people to say that that didn't happen, or at least notice. <laughs> No, that's right. And, and, and it's notable because some of the harshest criticism from, um, from some of these judges, from some of these courts where lawsuits in the battleground states in particular were, were brought forward, some of the harshest criticism came from Republican-appointed and in some cases Trump-appointed judges who said that there's no merit, there's no standing, there's not enough evidence. Um, so, and that's not to say, you know, to pile on the president and his legal team as much as it is to say you had people that um, were in a position that possibly for political reasons could have gone in a different direction, but did not. And uh, Amy Coney Barrett would be in that same situation. So, Greg, uh, even as we speak, then the Electoral College is still voting. Um, Any idea when they'll wrap up? I don't know. They, they had rolling time starts uh, at different times uh, for each different state. Some were in the morning. A lot of them were in the afternoon. So we're getting close to having them, them wrap up. Um, obviously, in the next couple of hours, we should be, uh, be finished there with uh, Joe Biden's uh, anticipated speech at about 7.30 Eastern time. And then really to finalize the whole electoral college process in our country, these paper ballots will now be mailed 
here to Washington, D.C., and on January 6th is when they will be formally tallied uh, during a joint session of Congress. And you're going to have Vice President Pence serving in his capacity as President of the Senate, uh, being a part of that process as well. So um, even though uh, even though we haven't reached January 6th yet, the actual Electoral College votes are happening today. They'll just do the formal counting in early January. I see. Greg Clugston, SRN News White House correspondent. Um, Kath, anything else or should we uh, look yeah, forward to next week? I, no, I do have something I'd like to ask, Greg. Just in our closing minute, I want to see that I know that the uh, Georgia Senate uh, runoff votes are going to be starting soon. Is that in the next couple of days, Greg? Yeah, actually, this morning is when they started. It's, it, today starts a three-week early voting period in Georgia, okay. and then they have the actual um, final day or in-person voting allowed on January 5th. And so the control of the Senate is still unknown right now, and we won't know until January 5th or shortly thereafter. So the early voting uh, and the lines of, of early voters has begun, and they'll be doing that through the rest of this month. Okay. Very nice. Greg, after you leave us, we're going to be talking about uh, the most binge-worthy TV shows people have watched since COVID-19 started. Do you want to throw your uh, your favorite in the ring? Is there anything that you've enjoyed <laughs> watching on television? Let well, us inside have, the home and, of the Clugstons. Well, you know, it, I, I'm just a huge fan of The Office, like so many people. Yeah, um, yeah. I, now, I was, unlike a lot of people on uh, who watch on Netflix, um, not everybody, but a lot of people who do have discovered the show on Netflix, I watched it when it was live on mm. network television. Right. Nice. And so I actually did go back and watch it this year because I knew this was the last year it was going to be available on Netflix. Because January 1st, it heads over to the NBC streaming service. Mm-hmm. Oh. So, so then uh, you'll only, only, uh, only have three weeks left to, uh, to watch The Office on, the Netflix, uh, on Netflix. So that's what I've been doing uh, when I've had mm. some free time this year. Well, I, I appreciate your attitude of superiority, saying that you've been watching it from the beginning. And all right. of us who climb on at the end, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I have to climb on my high horse whenever it's possible. So. Good. Yes, of course. We encourage it. You were there first, so you should take that all, those honors, Greg. Hey, listen, wait, before you leave us, next week we are waiting with bated breath because you will unveil Christmas 2020 White House poem. Right. Twas the night before Christmas. It'll be a summary as best as is possible in two pages uh, to look back at 2020 and uh, presidential politics and everything that happened, or at least a good number of things that happened. So we'll do that this time next week. I mean, if ever there was a year for an additional stanza, this is it. (laughs) Well, yeah, or a couple of extra pages. You're right. I mean, there are a few there are a few terms and items that I would love to get in that probably are going to not make it. But I think the the sense of the year will definitely be uh, quite apparent as we listen to the poem. Very good. Very good, Greg. Always a pleasure. Look forward to next week, friend. You be well. Thanks, guys. Bye bye. Greg Clugston, SRN News, White House correspondent. More about SRN News and Greg at wordfm.com. Take a break. Come back. As Cal said, binge watching. What's your favorite? There's a heck of a lot out there. Be right back with that. Of all the women in the world, you chose her. She is the one you can't live without. How will you tell her, I love you forever? You tell her with a diamond. From Trinity Jewelers. And of all the diamonds in the world, none say forever, like the center of my universe from Forevermark. Less than 1% of the world's diamonds can carry the Forevermark inscription, a promise that each diamond is beautiful, rare, and responsibly sourced. A diamond worthy of a woman as rare as she is, and a love as unique as yours. 
the center of my universe can only be found at an authorized Forevermark jeweler. Trinity Jewelers Mount Nebo Road. Discover Forevermark, the diamond, the promise, at Trinity Jewelers. For when you really want to say, I love you forever. Visit trinityjewelers.com. Here's a great thing to consider doing right now before the end of the year. Call MediShare and find out just how much you would save by switching to MediShare, the affordable alternative to health insurance. When you call, you'll get some good news and probably be very happily surprised, too. The typical family saves $500 a month, but you might save even more. It's so worth it to at least find out. And you'll see why more than 400,000 people are already members. MediShare is a Christian community that shared more than $4 billion in each other's health care costs. It really is remarkable, and they're very easy to talk to. And here's the thing. If you join before the end of the year, they'll waive your new member fee. That's another $170 you'll save. I'll give you the number here in a second. The call, and you'll get a price within two minutes. And again, the deadline is December 31st, so call now. You'll save even more. Call 844-57-BIBLE. That's 844-57-BIBLE. 844-57-BIBLE. Are you interested in helping others in human service agencies or people with addiction? Or do you want to help others through private practice counseling? Waynesburg University has an accredited counseling program for you. Waynesburg offers both a Master of Arts in Counseling degree as well as a Ph.D. in Counselor Education and Supervision. As the only K-CREP accredited addictions counseling program in the state, Waynesburg can help you grow your career in the counseling profession. To learn more, visit waynesburg.edu. Applications are still being accepted for the fall semester. Levin Furniture and Mattress is celebrating 100 years with the very best values, finance offers, and highest quality furniture. Create the home of your dreams this holiday season at all Levin Furniture and Mattress stores or levinfurniture.com. Everywhere on your radio at 101.5 WORD FM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, tune in, and at radio.com. We'll see partly cloudy skies for tonight. It'll be colder with a low of 24. Cold tomorrow with a mixture of clouds and sunshine. Tomorrow will reach a high of 33. Becoming cloudy tomorrow night with a low of 26. Wednesday, snow beginning in the late morning and lasting into Wednesday night. Storm total snow fall 2 to 4 inches. We'll see a high Wednesday of 32. With your Iraqi weather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Well, in 2020, for better or worse, TV really became essential, yeah. mm-hmm. right? With the closures of sports stadiums and concert halls and movie theaters, the only stage fit for the pandemic turned out to be the small screen. But boy, I mean, what a year. If we had to be stuck inside and we were watching television, there was some really, really great television this Holy year. Holy cow. I mean, I think for a lot of people, um, two things. The Crown, which you've not seen yet. Um, uh, yeah, that's I've, fabulous I'm, viewing. I, that's one of those things I'm holding in my back pocket for when I'm having a bad day. It's like, it's like, you know, having something really delicious in your refrigerator, you, you want to eat it, but you also want to save it. <laughs> that's I'm good. in that, I'm in that thing with the crown. I appreciate your discipline. So you, where are you in the crown? Are I you... finished the second season. Oh, so you've got two more seasons to go. Yeah. Oh, so that's two like seasons. I know. Money in the bank, I, Kathy see, Emmons. I, do you see why I'm like, mm. yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. Also, uh, with the crown, I think probably the most talked about uh, st- uh, streaming show this year uh, was the Gambit. Yes, um, the Queen's the Queen's Gambit. Gambit. Mm-hmm. Which have you yet seen? No. Again. No, I, I, I'm I'm very sorry. I don't mean to let you down because I really no, want no, to no. watch both of these shows very much. All right. You well, both you'll... have seen Queen's Gambit. Mike liked it so much he was watching it alone in a hotel room, like some <laughs> desperate eighteen-year-old. Why the hotel room? What happened there? Because he was hunting. Remember, he was hunting. Oh, and he, right. Remember, and he was right. away from yeah. home. And... Lamenting the loss of the buck. Wait, the way, so the way instead... I tell that story, it sounds real desperate, doesn't it? It did. It sounded like uh, he was like on a binge or something. <laughs> like and it his wasn't wife a... kicked him out or something. You go to that hotel room and you watch the Queen's Gambit by yourself. <laughs> I've had it with you. That story about chess. How filthy can that be? The heck? <laughs> Sorry, Mike. All right, yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> okay. All right. So this is what um, I binged uh, Bosch, the most recent. Actually, I binged every single season when they've come out. But uh, this was season six. It was Mm -hmm. so outstanding. Yeah. Here's the problem. Now, look, I was I was telling my friend about Bosch and he was like, I'm all about detectives. And I was like, oh, then you've got to watch Bosch. He was like, oh, great. And, you know, he got all excited. And I said, oh, it's, it's on Prime. And he was like, I don't have Prime. There are so many platforms that are streaming right now. You've got to pick and choose. Otherwise, you'll go broke. I agree. Right? I mean, so we have Netflix and we have Prime. And that's, right. ba- oh, I'm sorry. We also have Hulu. You so, have Hulu. Yeah, oh, my, Mike, he's trying to show us up. Now he has Hulu. My kids brought he's Hulu upgraded. because they got some college, you know, freebie thing or something okay. like that. All right. So the, between HBO and, you know, there's so I many different things. You don't, neither do I. No. Okay. How about, um, an eight-part documentary called Lennox Hill. It provides um, a look at the medical maelstrom uh, now going on. Okay, right? now that sounds totally like the last thing I mm-hmm. want to watch. Transplant, an NBC show nope. that was imported from Canada. Nope. Not going to watch that? Not interested in that either. Nope. Okay, all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about um, I May Destroy You, which is does, doesn't seem like it's very easy viewing. It's about a woman who suffered an assault and goes on sort of like a Charles Branson Death Wish Rampage. You mean Charles Manson? Yeah, I'm sorry, Charles. Uh, no, not Charles. No, uh, Bronson. Charles Bronson. Who's Charles Bronson? He's the actor. He's a, yeah, he's an actor. Why did he go? Did he go on some rampage? I don't oh know well, no. The, the, it's a film. Death Wish is a film. Several mm. films, as a matter of fact. Mm. Okay. Um, I know this much is true, which is also streaming on Netflix. Normal People, Baghdad Central. These are all apparently things that I've not seen, but the experts, those film critics are telling us that we must indeed watch what? before we the year ends. We should be binging those. I've never mm-hmm. even heard of those. Yep. Uh, how about um, Blood and Water? Queen no. Sono. Keep Cooking and Carry On. Again. No, just, forget it. I don't, what, what, the, who, where are you reading these from? I'm reading these from the Wall Street Journal. All right, forget the Wall Street Journal. Um, I'll tell you a couple of things that I binged. Are you ready? Okay, sure. Other than Bosch, which I would give 10 out of 10. Um, the Closer. Uh, what is that? Which stars Kira Sedgwick. It was on, I would say, about, I don't know, six or seven years ago, maybe. Um, I would say the highest rated on an audience uh via the audience and so not critics but a highest rated show for about a five-year run was on tnt and i'd always heard about it never watched it um so i started look i saw a couple the first two episodes it's about a woman who is a um intelligence officer from atlanta who gets transplanted to los angeles and has Mm -hmm. to take over a homicide unit 
that is um, nine tenths men. And at first I thought, eh, this isn't all that great. After four or five episodes, I really, really loved it. It's gory. It's not for kids, but she is a, I mean, she won, a, I think she won two Emmys for that, um, for that role. And she, she really does a wonderful job. I really, really? started to like it. So mm-hmm. I watched the closer. Um, I also watched the good place, which oh, sure. I highly mm-hmm. recommend, mm-hmm. highly recommend. It's very, very funny and really thought provoking. I loved it. Um, I also watched Jack Ryan and I didn't think it was that great. Mm-hmm. I mean, I watched it and I was like, eh, whatever. It wasn't as good as the first season. And I'm in the middle of binging Dark, which I will finish tomorrow. Very good. Which I mean, there's so much awesome. to watch. Listen, do, do you suffer this? I suffer this. Um, streaming guilt. That I'm watching something and I go, I want to watch, but I'm spending too much time watching television. I got too many other things I need to do. So then For all sure. of a sudden I get really guilty and go, turn that off. And so I'm having like this existential problem as I'm trying to enjoy something. That's all I'm saying. That's a deeper issue, Mike, that he might it have is. to go into it with a licensed <laughs> professional. I don't, I don't think I've had that. I'm just, you really haven't? I suffer that all the time. What, the you're other... watching too much TV? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't I don't feel like I watch all that much, maybe. that You don't watch well, that I much. I don't feel you're like working. I do either. You're working all the time. I do, but I I still feel that way. Anyway. Okay, just, well, I think, that's, I think that's misplaced guilt. Mike, have you binged anything that you liked in particular? I really haven't been binging much. Um I've been watching a lot of HDTV lately now that uh, my wife yep, and I have, have, have bought our oh, first yeah, home sure, together. Sure. So we've been... Sign uh, <laughs> ideas. Yes, yes. We've uh-huh. been uh, learning a lot about uh, shiplap and yes, uh, of course. how to mm-hmm. garden and landscape and all and that stuff. And you're also learning and... that all the uh, all the estimates they give for the work they do... Oh, doesn't it's crazy. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. make and any so sense. It's not no, even it close to reality. Right. No, that's it. <laughs> It's about the land of broken dreams, about, those HDTV. 40, 48% of what you're actually going to spend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We need to step away. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about the first Christian, uh, two wonderful professors from Wheaton College will to- join us in the discussion about Mary. Stick around for that. It's the ride home with John and Kathy, Pittsburgh's Christian Talk, Word FM. Don't you know WORD. Do you have scars in your life that's stopping you from experiencing victory day after day? Dr. Michael Youssef. If you've experienced the forgiveness of God, don't let the scars pull you down, but rather let them remind you of the mercy of God. Make sure to tune in this week to Leading the Way. Tomorrow morning at 6.30 on 101.5 WORD. I grew up poor, which is even worse than being poor. See the movie From Poor to CEO, The Incredible Journey of Herman Cain. I've never shied away from hard work. Rising from poverty, he achieved the American dream. We'll all be able to say free at from Poor to CEO, The Incredible Journey of Herman Cain. Available at SalemNow.com. Use promo code Pittsburgh for 20% off. That's SalemNow.com, promo code Pittsburgh. This is Greg Trzinski from the Original Mattress Factory. Our local approach to manufacturing and retail has been at the core of our business model for over 30 years. We're proud to be a part of this community where you aren't just our customer, you are our neighbor. We believe in the power of supporting small businesses and feel it's more important now than ever. So consider shopping local this holiday season to support the restaurants, retailers, service providers, and manufacturers that are at the heart of this community. We wish you a happy and healthy holiday season. When you're shopping for a new mattress, knowledge is power. 
That's why transparency is at the heart of everything we do at the Original Mattress Factory. All of our mattresses are hand-built and hometown-made. And our factories are open to the public, so you can see exactly how we make each product. While the mattress industry often makes shopping confusing on purpose, the Original Mattress Factory shows you exactly what we're made of. Visit your local OMF location to see the Original Mattress Factory difference for yourself. Merry Christmas. This is Dean Gartland, president of City Mission. It has been a challenging year. Thank you for supporting City Mission through these uncertain times. I'm reminded of the words of Jesus, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Your generosity has helped us to be a light in the darkness for so many in need. The need is growing and City Mission will be there, but only with your continued support. Please visit us at citymission.org and let your light shine today. God bless you this Christmas season. What if the music stopped? If the familiar voices were silenced? If there were no breaking news updates? What if your companion and connection to your community came with a monthly fee? Don't worry, we're free local radio with you wherever you go. Celebrating 100 years and looking forward to the next 100. We are broadcasters. Text radio to 52886 and let Congress know you depend on your local TV and radio stations. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. Mary, the mother of Jesus is very complex for a lot of people especially in the protestant faith it's a very contentious subject that's why we're happy to welcome back to the show jennifer powell mcnutt and amy beverage peeler they join us from wheaton college amy is a new testament scholar jennifer is a reformed church historian and they wrote a piece last year that appeared in christianity today called the first christian mary's preeminent example as a christ follower neither began nor ended at christmas and jennifer and amy welcome back Thank you. So, so good to be, to be back. with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Happy to have you both. All right, let's start with you, Jen. Um, you write in this article that at one point in the Western world, the Virgin Mary pervaded the life and thought of pretty much everybody. And her presence was so expansive that even the Cinderella story had an element of her story <laughs> in it. Can you tell it to us? Yes, exactly. So um, it's interesting to study fairy tales and their history because you can see how cultural perspectives are changing over time. And one of the common perspectives in the early modern period of a version of the Cinderella story was that when she calls you know, out for help when Cinderella is destitute and suffering and she calls out for help, she actually calls out to the Virgin Mary she's not calling out for a godmother, a fairy godmother. Wow. Um, Yeah. (laughs) So fascinating. And so it is a a kind of a window into just how important um, Mary was in everyday people's lives and just the role that she played. Um, And then when the Reformation happened, um, just the, the loss, I think that, that some people experience um, and not having her to look to in, in, in times of suffering and difficulty. Right. Okay, so Amy, when you look at the New Testament, and especially the role of women and Mary and Jesus' followers, that's often minimized, isn't it? And can you, can you talk about that minimization and why that might be? Yeah, it's fascinating to me that sometimes we can see the story right in front of us, but not think of the implications. 
And so I think everyone knows that Jesus has a mother, that she would have been an influential part in his life. We have the accounts of her taking him to the temple when he's young. So we know she's there. But I don't know that in in many spaces of the church, we've really thought about what this says about the value of women. And that's true, too. Another interesting example is when the scriptures talk about the disciples of Jesus. I know sometimes my mind automatically pictures the 12 apostles, but really that term is much more broad. Often if you do the comparisons, the the evangelists will delineate Yeah, sometimes there are the 12, but often disciples, and even in some instances, apostles, is a much bigger group that would have included men and women. And so Mary, to me, is the ultimate example of something that we might know is true, but we haven't thought about the power of it. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And this is is not some kind of ancillary story or church tradition that's handed Mm -hmm. down. This is the actual scriptures that we kind of gloss over. We just don't read the detail, right? Right. Yeah. And I think what Jennifer was saying, the transition that happens in the Reformation is really interesting. There are examples of an inappropriate focus on Mary. I think even our Catholic and Orthodox brothers and sisters would readily admit that, that in parts of the tradition or parts of lay experience that happens. But as the later reformers said, let's turn away from that misuse there was something lost in in paying attention to the full-orbed nature of the story. God came through a woman. Paul says it in Galatians 4.4. And I have not found that the excitement of that truth, I don't think we've plumbed the depths of it yet. So, Jennifer, what about that? I mean, because there, right, Amy's bringing up a really interesting point that there are many people, mm. many Catholics, who would look at uh, Mary and would elevate Mary almost at the same status as Jesus. Of course, I mean, that, that's just theologically yeah. wrong, but that's, it is part right. of a, a Christian culture in many areas. Yes, right. Exactly what she's saying, um, I would affirm. So, the idea that the reformers are really responding when they talk about Mary, they're responding to this concern that they have about the elevation of Mary, um, really to the detriment of the glory of Christ's role mm-hmm. as Savior. They really see that as diminished by making Mary a, a mediator, a co-mediatrix is one word that's used, even a co-redeemer. And so they want to really put Mary in her place in that regard um, and and really put the focus back on Jesus and what he has done for us, you know, alone as sufficient. Um, and so, but it's, it's also interesting to see how the reformers also want to show that they are orthodox in their view, so they still have a right right thinking about Mary as well. Um, And so they want to still affirm, you know, the importance of the incarnation and, you know, her virginity. And um, so in those ways, they are repositioning themselves, um, first affirming their orthodoxy, but second, correcting an overemphasis on her role. 
Dr. Jennifer Powell McNutt with us and Dr. Amy Beveridge Peeler. Okay, I'm not sure which one of you guys wants to answer this, but I was fascinated in your story to read about the view that several of the reformers had on Mary. You know, one of the delineations we often see in the Protestant church is that, well, if you're Protestant, you think Mary was just a woman. I mean, she was chosen by God, but she was just a woman and she went on to have children. And, you know, but then if you're Roman Catholic, there's a, there's a doctrine of the Immaculate Conception that Mary was conceived without sin, that she never sinned in her whole life. Protestants say that's crazy. But talk about how the actual reform thought about Mary in those things. Right, exactly. I mean, the, the thing that I would like to emphasize is just that when, when they're talking about Mary and when they're emphasizing her virginity or even her sinlessness, um, they are really talking about of Jesus. <laughs> they're really trying to emphasize sure. and protect, you know, protect him. But it is a surprising discovery that, um, you know, it shows how Luther is still medieval in many ways, that he affirms that that Mary at some point, you know, um, her sin is removed, you know, before the incarnation. And for many of the reformers, um, though not all of them, but many of them affirmed that she continued to be a virgin. Um, and so this is really the first and second generation of reformers that are are talking about this this side of things. So that's one way in which you can see continuity. But there's also a big change that they make in how to think about Mary um, in reading her as one who is not really worthy of this honor. Mm. And that, that marks a break with how the Roman Catholic Church, the medieval church, had taught on Mariology. Right. Okay. So then, Amy, with just a little bit of time left, is there a way to rectify this? I mean, from our perspective, you know, uh, modern day 2020, being a Protestant, looking at Mary, I mean, you know, you talk about the entire life of Mary, um, you know, our Christian life, and the experience is through Mary. I mean, Mary was there at the beginning. She was there at the last Mm -hmm. breath of Jesus on earth. So we should look at Mary as someone who is holy and someone to emulate. Right. I think the the way to rectify this um, dissonance that we sometimes feel with different parts of the church is to come together around Scripture. Really one of Jennifer and I's passion in writing articles like this is just to remind people when you read and read closely, there's such wealth here. So we Mm -hmm. feel like we know her story because we hear it at Christmas, but my goodness, turn your attention to the text and think about her as a real person. And that would be shared by Catholic and Orthodox. And then it's wonderful to know that the, what Jennifer was mentioning about co-redemptrix, which really compromises the supremacy of Christ, that is not a doctrine. That was a misunderstanding that it sometimes embraced, but neither church would argue for that. So truly, we really have more in common than we have differences, and the differences mm-hmm. matter. But we can ask, what does Scripture demand that we believe? And what we're demanded to believe is that God has come among us and has come through the process of birth. We all share that. And if we all get maybe a little more comfortable about thinking about Mary as a wonderful example, I think we'll find Mm -hmm. much common ground. Yeah, I appreciate that. From Wheaton College, Dr. Jennifer Powell McNutt and Dr. Amy Beveridge Peeler. Thanks, ladies, for being here today. Yes, Amy, Jennifer, very much so. Always appreciate your time here with us. Merry Christmas to you both. Of all the women in the world, you chose her. She is the one. 
you can't live without. How will you tell her, I love you forever? You tell her with a diamond. From Trinity Jewelers. And of all the diamonds in the world, none say forever, like the center of my universe from Forevermark. Less than 1% of the world's diamonds can carry the Forevermark inscription, a promise that each diamond is beautiful, rare, and responsibly sourced. A diamond worthy of a woman as rare as she is, and a love as unique as yours. The center of my universe can only be found at an authorized Forevermark jeweler. Trinity Jewelers Mount Nebo Road. Discover Forevermark, the diamond, the promise, at Trinity Jewelers. For when you really want to say, I love you forever. Visit trinityjewelers.com. Merry Christmas. This is Dean Gartland, president of City Mission. It has been a challenging year. Thank you for supporting City Mission through these uncertain times. I'm reminded of the words of Jesus. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Your generosity has helped us to be a light in the darkness for so many in need. The need is growing and City Mission will be there, but only with your continued support. Please visit us at citymission.org and let your light shine today. God bless you this Christmas. Season. At Eden Christian Academy, hope is rising. Hope that is secure in God, that builds faith, and inspires a love that can't be stopped. Eden is where parents find hope in a true educational partner, where students see faith woven into every subject, and where teachers model the love of Christ to every child from pre K through 12th grade. Schedule a personal tour at any of their three North Hills campuses and witness the hope, faith, and love that Eden can offer your child at EdenChristianAcademy.org. First Presbyterian Church is a beacon of light and love to this community. The message that I hear sustains me for the whole week. I love this church because of the diversity and the music and the people. The incredible beauty of the space. A warm, welcoming congregation. The people are amazing and truly love one another and Christ and our pastor the gospel. I want everybody in Pittsburgh to come and experience. First Presbyterian Church of Pittsburgh, in the heart of the city, with the city in its heart. I consider not only my team members, but my patients, my family, and I miss them for quite a few months. Stock Family Dentistry would like to say, welcome back. One of the biggest blessings I have received is to be able to use my talents and my passion to serve my community through our dental office. And I'm proud to say that we're doing it in a very safe way. We're finally back up to full speed. It's nice to be back with family. On Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. Hey, once in a while, a film comes along that you watch and you immediately want everybody to know about it. Poor to CEO, the Herman Cain story is that type of film. It's now available at SalemNow.com. Herman, uh, the former CEO of Godfather's Pizza, he battled and beat cancer. He was a radio host. He ran for president in 2012. An amazing man. Listen, highly recommended. Check it out, uh, SalemNow.com. Poor to CEO. Listener email that came in over the weekend, John, uh, it says, Dear John and Kathy, I was listening on my way home yesterday to your show and wanted to comment on your conversation regarding gift unwrapping on Christmas morning mm. and what we have done. Now, we had a little conversation where we said that our, our uh, I don't know, our plan of attack is different on, on Christmas morning. You guys both, Mike, John, you go down 
it's like pandemonium. Everybody opens everything. It's As a it riot. There's paper, garbage everywhere. Yeah, it's I love like it. Crazy town. Where in my family, everybody goes downstairs in Very a prim way. Very proper. <laughs> have, I'm, there's a nice breakfast. There's a brunch. Mm-hmm. Everybody opens one gift at a time. Everybody oh. can exclaim over it and enjoy uh. it. It goes on for a long time. Anyway, that's how we do it. Anyway, Tracy says this. Anyway, um, I was a missionary kid in high school in Africa and Christmas gift giving was very small, but to make it more engaging, I started putting scripture verses on the gift to give a clue, very out of context, but a clue nonetheless. So as each one of us got our gift, we had to read the scripture and guess what it was. So she's passed it on to her family. So here's, she says, here's one of the things like she's giving a star Wars movie. The clue is revelation 12, four. Now a war arose in heaven. If you're giving a tie, Proverbs 3, 3, bind them around your neck. Mission Impossible movie, Matthew 19, with man, this is impossible. With God, all things are possible. She said, I could go on. She said, maybe, John, this could help slow the chaos down. That's what she said. John, maybe this could help slow the chaos down. I don't need the chaos to be slowed down. She's concerned, as am I. No, I'm living in the chaos. Hey, 5 o'clock hour, you don't want to miss Greg and Rebecca Sparks. Their music next. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app. iHeart, tune in and at radio.com. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Presidential electors coast to coast are casting the votes that are expected to choose Joe Biden as the nation's next president. President Trump says the election fight is not over. The largest vaccination campaign in U.S. history underway with health workers getting the first shots. Hospitals are rolling out the first small shipments as boxes of frozen vials arrive at locations around the country. The injections begin an effort to try to beat back the coronavirus as the nation's death toll nears a staggering 300,000. The Cleveland Indians changing their name. They don't know just to what or when. After months of discussions, the American League team is dropping the name. It's been known by since 1915. Stocks finishing mixed today. The Dow lost 184 points. The Nasdaq gained 62, and the S&P was off 16. This is SRN News. Hello? Hi, I'm calling on behalf of the Mice Nest. Mice Nest? Yes, Mice Nest. It's a nest of mice. They finished chewing through your RV wiring, so the fire should start soon. Uh, can we cancel that? Oh, sorry. Once scheduled, they can't really stop because they're mice. A nest of them. RV owners can't schedule when things go wrong on the road. That's why there's Progressive, a leader in RV insurance. Oh, and if you could stay on the line for a quick survey. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Merry Christmas. This is Dean Gartland, president of City Mission. It has been a challenging year. Thank you for supporting City Mission through these uncertain times. I'm reminded of the words of Jesus, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Your generosity has helped us to be a light in the darkness for so many in need. The need is growing and City Mission will be there, but only with your continued support. Please visit us at citymission.org and let your light shine today. God bless you this Christmas season. I'm jealous of Santa's special skills. The guy has as many advantages as he has Lego sets. He's hitting over a billion chimneys in a single night, while I can't remember the last time my eyes saw past midnight. He's got the support of his eight magical reindeer, while I'll be leaning on the support of the good people at Amazon. Santa uses his advantages to deliver happiness and joy. And while our Faith and Family Mortgage Team is led by my father and not a very shiny nose, we too are lucky to have a special advantage that delivers our version of happiness and joy to you. 
and that is our direct lender advantage. Our team is part of a company that uses its own money and makes its own lending decisions within its own walls. There's no middleman. And this advantage often allows us to get you a better rate, saving you monthly and lifelong money. We are United Faith Mortgage. We pay your appraisal fees up to $500. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. To serve as a ruling elder is a high and holy office. RPTS now offers five flexible online courses to help you shepherd the Church of God. The Ruling Elders Program features courses on biblical counseling, interpretation, worship, the church, care and administration, plus preaching at elective options that best fit your ministry paradigm. No papers, no exams, just solid biblical teaching from experienced pastor professors. Individual and group rates available. RPTS. Study under pastors. Learn more at rpts.edu. If you are a caregiver for a family member or loved one, this is an important message. Help at Home, formerly Excel Home Care, will pay you to take care of your family member or loved one. Yes, you heard that right. You can actually get paid to provide care to those you love. To learn more, contact Help at Home today and get started right now. Care and quality when you need it. Call Help at Home, 412-212-8950. 412-212-8950. We'll see partly cloudy skies for tonight. It'll be colder with a low of 24. Cold tomorrow with a mixture of clouds and sunshine. Tomorrow will reach a high of 33. Becoming cloudy tomorrow night with a low of 26. Wednesday, snow beginning in the late morning and lasting into Wednesday night. Storm total snowfall 2 to 4 inches. We'll see a high Wednesday of 32. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Woohoo! Happy Monday to you. It is a momentous day, woohoo, because the first shipments of the Pfizer COVID vaccine arrived at Children's Hospital mm-hmm. about nine o'clock this morning, and uh, people are starting to get vaccinated. That's fabulous, isn't it, Kathy? Oh my gosh, are you kidding me? I can't. It's such a wonderful story of how this came to be. We talked about it on our show, maybe. I don't know. Was that last week or maybe the end of the week before? Just about the the people who are at the heart of the BioNTech company in Germany, Turkish immigrants who are married to one another, husband and wife team, along with, I don't know, hundreds of other physicians who really envisioned this vaccine, were able to bring it to market. And uh, Sandra Lindsay, critical care nurse in New York City this morning, the very first American to receive the COVID-19 vaccine. Very nice. And then here locally, uh, Charmaine Pykosh, who was for more than Charmaine. 30 years. She was a, a critical care nurse as well. She said, I couldn't sleep. My heart has been pounding. This is uh, from today's uh, Post-Gazette. So um, UPMC chief quality offer, Tammy Minner, administered the shot to Ms. Pykoff in the upper arm, calling it a momentous occasion. And that it is. So I wonder how the line works. I mean, it's going to be a long time, I think. I mean, you get a lot of people who are saying yes to this. Right. So I wonder, you know, what those what that looks like. Who puts that cue together? 
Well, uh, so the way that this is uh, working currently, as I understand it, is that it's up to each state to determine in what order people get the vaccine as far as, you know, whether we're going to go with healthcare workers or we're going to go with, you know, um, people who live in nursing homes or we're going to go with teachers, whatever it is. Each state has to determine that. And each state has to come up with how it's going to be rolled out, what hospitals are going to get what. And then it's up to each hospital to determine how they decide who gets it in there within their unit. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's a, it is an incredible <laughs> responsibility. It's a huge, enormous right. organizational undertaking. Right. They call it what, so the last mile is always the problem with delivery, right? Sure. I mean, people from Amazon will talk about that or FedEx, or UPS, all that different things coming down. And then that funnel gets super tight. And then what happens in that last mile Man, that's where the complexity rolls through. Right, especially when you're talking about the Pfizer BioNTech vaccine that requires such incredibly low temperatures for storage. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing. Here's something to think about, John. Imagine you are a hospital administrator and you get 300 doses of the vaccine. Okay, so you have to determine which people in your hospital are going to be the 300 that are going to get it. And here's the thing. How do you 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 tell the 300 people what if they can't make it at the time that it's being administered? Because mm-hmm. it has to be kept at a certain temperature. Right. It can't just sit out for a week, right? right? So you have to come up with a schedule to get all those people there. What if you have 300 doses and only 290 people show up? Right. So you You've get got t- 10 doses. Who gets the next 10? I mean, it's just. And then you've got to do it twice. Right. Right. You have to do the same thing. Yeah. Like, down the road later. at some point. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, well, let's hopefully, I mean, look, greater minds than ours, they will figure it out. And uh, whenever they call my number, baby, I got it. Give me, I'll be in the line at the bakery. I think they're going to call me um, and they're going to say, you know, Kathy, it's time for your team. Wh- who co- Who goes first? And I think the three of us should put our names in a hat. And then we just determine which one, <laughs> which one goes first. Well, I, I just want to say age before beauty. So I'm going there. Oh, really? Yeah. That's the way you're going to be on this. You're I'm going just to do the age saying. Over. What if we do a lottery? Oh, no. You don't want to do a we lottery. Have, we have three numbers, and we each reach into a hat and pick one out. All right. I'll try it. What the heck? I mean, I got okay. nothing to lose. I got, you know, best of three. How bad can it be? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So are will you take the vaccine? Will I take the vaccine? Yes. I'd take the vaccine yesterday if I could. Heck, okay. yeah. Mike, will you take the vaccine? The Pfizer one? Uh, yes. Yes, yes I would. Um, you I taking will, it? I will take it. Give it to me. Yes, I will take it. I, I do um, really look forward to seeing Obama, Bush, and Clinton on TV taking it together, though. Well, that's not going to happen. That's happening? Though that's what they said. They all three were willing to do it. They wanted to be on TV and really they wanted to take it. Yep. Is that like that's gonna be like I'm telling you, it's gonna be at the halftime of the Steelers. That would where, be awesome. Right? <laughs> it is. That would be so hilarious. Like to come on out, you right? Come on out there, guys. Right? Oh, do it right on the yeah. do it right on the fifty. There'll be some cheerleaders, they'll do a little coin do toss it, to see who goes like, first. Do it on like the Steeler insignia, like in the center of the field. I think so. That'd be very good. And then okay. you get some waffle fries and you go home. Feel good right. about yourself. Maybe, maybe the vaccine would not just protect people, which of course, you know, I'm making light of this because it's so wonderful that this has happened, but maybe it would take something off of the minds of the Steeler players and cause them to raise their game for next week.
Now, why'd you bring that up? I just had to because well, I'm, I mean, still, seriously, I'm it's still like, in mourning over it. It's like it. pouring salt into the wound here. All We're right. feeling good about the vaccine. All of a sudden, you bring up the Steelers. What the I heck? Know. I know. Wasn't it sad, though, to be there and to come thinking that you we went into the half and we're like, OK, we survived that. Yeah, we, we got were this. behind, but we survived it. And then you come out in the third quarter was like some kind of massacre. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. Really were not you to... on your phone in the third quarter? Was I? Yeah. Yeah. Why yeah. do you ask? Because I started escaping. I did, my too. Phone yeah. As well, yeah. because I didn't want to turn the game off because then that's a horrible, you know, like. Wait. Terrible fan behavior, but then I couldn't be immersed in it either. I so desperately wanted to be distracted during the third quarter. I started pulling out medical forms that I had to fill out. (laughs) That's how bad it was. That's real bad. (laughs) Anything to take my eyes off the screen. Uh I'm there doing this. Uh, Yeah, O positive, and there's my social security number. Anything to get me away. I started reading, reading the wiki on this German series, Dark, that I'm watching because uh-huh. it's very confusing. And, mm. you you know, you go through a wiki and it tells you what happened in the episode because even though you watch it, you're like, really? I didn't yeah, realize that's on. what was happening. Anyway, I started doing that just to yeah. take me to a whole other place. Isn't that funny? And then, like, you're, like, immersed in something else. And then you look up and you see the horror and you go, oh, that looks bad. And then you look right, back and down go again. Right, back to- <laughs> right. Anything to distract me from the train wreck in front of me. That's all. Such is life. Such is life. Look, they're only 11 and 2. We could turn this you're around. Right. Right. Let's turn this around, Steelers. You're right. It could be a blip. They're very, very tired. They've been playing too many games in a 12-day span. Just take a little rest. That's so, because the NFL was working against them. Mm-hmm. Is that Sunday? Do we have a Sunday game coming up? Uh, we have a Monday when? game coming up. Oh, Monday at 3 o'clock again? Yeah, they're going to do a 3.40 because that was such a good... <laughs> People are at people are at breakout sessions at corporate board meetings all the time. So it's might as well put <laughs> on an crazy. NFL game. Okay, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, um, Greg and Rebecca Sparks, uh, they have been a, a musical force here in Western Pennsylvania, actually across the country for many decades. And they are next live performing here on the ride home, just a precursor to their event coming up shortly. We'll talk about all that. Listen to some Christmas music next. It's the ride home here on Word FM. W-O-R-D. You know what your car's like on a wintry morning. Windows frosted over, keeping you from seeing clearly. Well, with all the holiday haze you'll probably experience in the coming days, John MacArthur's series on The Promise of Christmas cuts through all the distractions that can keep you from seeing the true significance of Christmas. Join him here on Grace to You. Tomorrow morning at 7 on 101.5 W-O-R-D. I grew up Pope which is even worse than being poor. See the movie From Poor to CEO, The Incredible Journey of Herman Cain. I've never shied away from hard work. Rising from poverty, he achieved the American dream. We'll all be able to say free at last. From Poor to CEO, The Incredible Journey of Herman Cain. Available at SalemNow.com. Use promo code Pittsburgh for 20% off. That's SalemNow.com, promo code Pittsburgh. Still paying outrageous premiums for your health insurance? Or maybe you settled with a ministry plan, some short-term medical or limited benefit plan that lacks the coverage you need? This is Kathy Emmons for my friends at Marley Financial. Every agency offers the same stuff, well, except for Marley. Marley Financial now offers a unique ACA clone that looks, feels, and most importantly, acts just like a Blue Cross plan. In fact, it's even better. 
You can go to any hospital or facility anywhere in the country. They'll actually waive your deductible for inpatient and surgery. Does your plan do that? Plus, they can customize your plan to reduce your costs for the rest of your life. Contact Marley Financial today, 724-884-1496. You don't have to wait till open enrollment, 724-884-1496, or visit MarleyFG.com. Nobody does health insurance like Marley, 724-884-1496. First Presbyterian Church is a beacon of light and love to this community. The message that I hear sustains me for the whole week. I love this church because of the diversity and the music and the people. The incredible beauty of the space. A warm welcoming congregation. The people are amazing and truly love one another and Christ and our pastor preaches the gospel. I want everybody in Pittsburgh to come and experience. First Presbyterian Church of Pittsburgh in the heart of the city with the city in its heart. Why a classical Christian education? Because kids learn differently at different ages. Through grammar we grasp the building blocks of knowledge. Logic teaches how those building blocks relate. Then rhetoric helps us communicate what we know. For over 50 years, Trinity Christian School has intentionally applied this classical approach to education with great success. It's just one reason why they're consistently ranked among the top K-12 schools in Allegheny County. Trinity Christian School at trinitychristian.net. On Zoom with us right now, it is the Sparks, our favorite two, Greg and Rebecca. How are you? Hi, guys. Oh, good, good. Doing great. And what? What's going on? Is something going on in the world that we should like? It's just totally normal. Totally normal year, right? Well, you're sitting in your living room. Kath and I in our spare rooms, so something really weird is going on. Right? Did you have to turn one of the kids' bedrooms into your spare room there, John? Mm-hmm. Well, no, that's good. I got an extra room here. That's okay. all. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank goodness. Yeah. But guys, uh, even in the midst of the pandemic, you've been creative and you've been making music. So you're going to do a special event coming up here real soon, right? Yeah. Yeah. We have every year for about the past 10 years, we've done um, Christmas concerts called Finding Christmas. It was an idea kind of born in the head of one of my brothers, Norm, my brother, Norman, um, and we've done multiple Christmas concerts, like, like a dozen of them every December. And it was really weird to come to this December and go, no Christmas concert. Like this is insanity. So we found a place. It's a studio. There's not going to be like a real live audience. It's, we'll actually be, uh, live streaming it and recording a live Christmas album at the same time. Really? So we could all do it together. Yeah. Very good. A friend of ours, yeah. uh, we've known for years, wonderful guy, Dave Bjornsson. Uh, he has a production company, Here Corp. And he's always said, Greg, what, let's use this equipment to glorify God. So, well, then he bought this church in Carrick that was empty. It's a beautiful, cool. I think it's a German Lutheran church uh-huh. or something that was empty. And he bought it to use the basement as a storage area. And then he turned the sanctuary into a beautiful concert venue. It's like a soundstage. Wow. I mean, it's he's got beautiful. rigging wow. all over yeah. everything. Yeah. So we're going to be using that space and yeah. uh, like eight digital cameras and all kinds of stuff. You know, top notch. Yes. Way better than what we could do. It's yeah. not going to be our living room. We it's just not. Yeah, it's not the living room. It's not this quality. It's right fancier. Here. Don't get used to it. Yeah. <laughs> the lighting. Okay. So then give us a taste of the concert. Can you play a song for us? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do this one. Uh, oh, come, oh, come, in. This seems a, a good one for this year, right? Very good. 
Sparks, boys, that beautiful. But guys, I mean, your style is so unique and it's so rich. Uh, talk about that. I mean, you've been together as a couple for a long time. The musical work that you do is fabulous. You're really one of a kind. I mean, the ministry is really just so unique. You've worked for a lot of churches. You've traveled the country. Um, 
we're really so pleased to have you here. But can you talk about Greg and Rebecca, you know, how that comes together? I mean, uh, knowing each other, being married together, having children all these times. Is this such a, a simple, organic thing or is this something deeper? Yeah, that's, I think that's really important uh, to know um, about music and about art and about communication, because uh, there's a lot of uh, facades that go up when we're artists and musicians and we go through stages. We're like, oh, I don't feel comfortable on stage unless I hold my guitar and have a mic stand right mm-hmm. here. You know, it's like when I walk out there without a mic and, you know, and play ukulele or something, you know, it's like, and I think that what we are, what we're, what we're drawn to is this the 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 simple and the drum i guess you say like um the vulnerable Mm. we know that we could do and there's a lot of wonderful shows and great concerts and stuff but the the fact of being in the presence of god being in the honesty of our own heart and singing and playing it's like can we can you in the real honest part of your heart praise god well, not when you know your your sin, your 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 vulnerabilities that cause you to be separated from God, but that's the way it is with music. It's like when you sing and you let the vulnerability show through. Mm. And the Christmas concert's beautiful because there's a lot of beautiful, vulnerable songs. Um, now we do have musicians joining with us. We have an amazing celloist, violinist, uh, uh, young is going to be with us. Our friend Scott Carmichael from the Bash in the Code days is going to be playing guitar with us. And his son, Dane, is an amazing bass player. And our son, Eden, will be on drums. Great, cool. incredible. Yeah. So there's a lot more elements there that will make the concert. But there's this simplicity that we've always looked to with the Christmas concert of being just like, can you connect to the song without live animals coming through? Or, or you know, <laughs> Not that that's wrong. I, I you know, sorry. But I'm just saying there's a lot of extravagant things that go on in our world right to make us feel like we're we should pay attention that we should give our attention to it yes and what we hope to do is just uh draw in a group of people from all over the world on the internet to hear these songs and in their heart praise god excellent so the, give us the specifics about the event itself okay it's it, it's a christmas concert like rebecca said it's going to be live streamed. It's Saturday night at 7 p.m. This Saturday. Yeah, this December Saturday, 19th. 19th. Mm-hmm. And uh, we started a GoFundMe page, and that's where the, the information is on it or on our web, on our, I'm sorry, not our website, our Facebook page. And so what we asked for was any donation gets you the link. In other words, it's not going to be Facebook Live and you can just browse and, oh, what's this? And then watch for 10 minutes and move on. No, this right. is a concert. You're going to go to a concert. You're in, you, you, you gave a gift, you know, donation. You come to it and now you show up. And, uh, and we hope that you stay for the full length of it. It'll be about an hour, hour and 10 minutes long for most. Now, if you have the link, you can go back and watch it again or, or anytime you want. You know, cool. It's going to be on your YouTube channel, uh, but it's not going to be just public. Anybody can find it. You have to have the link. And what we've said is we'd love to have people just, you know, five, 10 bucks, whatever you can afford, just do it. The GoFundMe, we only have $225 to go on the GoFundMe out of $5,500 that we've set a goal to raise to pay for the event. And um, so it's been really amazing. And, uh, but what we've said is, look, if you don't, this is, for some people, this is a really hard time. And it's like, of all the places you're going to spend 10 bucks or five bucks, it isn't going to be for a concert, but we want you to be there. So just shoot us a Facebook message or email or, you know, something to say, Hey, I'd love to be there. And it's, and it's a tough time right now, man, we'll send you the link. No problem. You know, we we, we, we don't don't want anybody not be there because of money, but but we do want people there because they feel like 
I want to go to this. You know? So you're on Facebook under what, guys? Greg and Be- Rebecca Sparks. Greg and Very Rebecca good. Sparks. And, and also uh, their brand new Instagram page. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, we're it's 2020, right? Yeah. Right about, time, you guys. I thought we better get well, an Instagram. Welcome to, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> welcome to the new millennium. Yeah, right, right. Right. Okay. Listen, it is always so great to visit with you guys. Uh, I can speak for my whole family. We will be in attendance on Saturday oh, night. Um, and in our last couple minutes, can you share another song with us, you guys? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. This is one that I wrote, uh, I think, two years ago. And um, so it's uh, not a traditional one. But, um... Why did you come to earth Struggling to our mortal skin What did you see in us The heaven you're in, sweet little baby boy. Dear Mary's pride and joy, all you can do is cry out, cry out, call on someone bigger. treated you the hell that we all put you through what kind of love is this you suffered the
Greg and Rebecca Sparks. Thanks you so much. Oh, in concert this Saturday night uh, on the Facebook page, Greg and Rebecca Sparks. We'll post a link as well. Guys, 7 o'clock is the concert on Saturday? 7 yep. o'clock, live. Fabulous. Yep. Awesome. Well, thanks enough so a lot. Love, love you guys, guys and your ministry. You Merry too. Christmas to you. We love Keep you guys. up the great work. Love you. Merry Christmas. This is Dean Gartland, president of City Mission. It has been a challenging year. Thank you for supporting City Mission through these uncertain times. I'm reminded of the words of Jesus, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Your generosity has helped us to be a light in the darkness for so many in need. The need is growing and City Mission will be there, but only with your continued support. Please visit us at citymission.org and let your light shine today. God bless you this Christmas season. Paper, postage, addressing, stamping, holiday cards are fun to get, not so much fun to send. Time and money and how many people don't even get your card for that very reason. This holiday, surprise everybody with CrossCards.com. Free holiday e-cards that let you share the joy, the fun, the love, the happiness, and God's inspiration. All free. Even animated and interactive cards. No paper, no postage, no handwritten addressing. Just great-looking e-cards for the people who deserve them. Whatever the occasion, send CrossCards.com. Across the country, the fall semester of colleges have come to an end. Now, of course, COVID has really affected how colleges teach. Your child maybe have been in college and uh, has had primarily Zoom classes. We're happy to report that Grove City College, where Kath and I have children who have attended, really made a great effort to make sure that most of the students were able to attend in-person classes. Mm -hmm. And you know what? It's been a good semester. Our kids have really thrived this semester. We really had great encouragement from the teaching that was online and in person at Grove City College. Now, of course, there were some COVID cases, but not enough to really affect things or shut things down. So Grove City College, if you're thinking about your child for next semester or next year at Grove City College, we'd highly recommend because we know the leadership and the quality, the nature of those who are in leadership at Grove City College. Yeah, and I feel like I can speak well to this, John, because my daughter's one of the people who got COVID-19, and she's a student at Grove City. We had to bring her back um, at the beginning of November, and uh, nothing at all about this entire era is ideal, but I felt like the college did the best that they could in dealing with rising cases, and a lot of students went home, some students stayed, and I think you're right. The prioritization of in-person learning as long as they possibly could is what really made this semester go. That's right. If you're looking for a quality education with Christ-centered in the middle, Grove City College online, gcc.edu. Listen on your smart speaker, the Word FM app at wordfm.com, iHeart, TuneIn, and on radio.com, in the car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. We'll see partly cloudy skies for tonight. It'll be colder with a low of 24. Cold tomorrow with a mixture of clouds and sunshine. Tomorrow will reach a high of 33. Becoming cloudy tomorrow night with a low of 26. Wednesday, snow beginning in the late morning and lasting into Wednesday night. Storm total snowfall 2 to 4 inches. We'll see a high Wednesday of 32. 
With Iraqi weather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. <laughs> a daughter's squeal of delight can't be made in a factory or bottled in a jar or imported. It's a byproduct of the most important business in the world, raising children. Daddy, look at that picture I drew at school. <laughs> Kids need fatherly love and input. They need a manly ear to hear about their accomplishments. They need Dad to make them obey. Hey, Dad, what do you think about my new hairstyle? When men make family life a top priority, studies show their children are better adjusted socially, healthier, and perform better at school. Dad, I met the man I want to marry. He's just like you, Daddy. No business success provides the satisfaction that a healthy, happy, loving family brings. Dad, your children need you. Be there for them now and for the years to come. A friendly reminder for your family from Focus on the Family. This makes sense. This what makes sense? Pharmaceutical ads on TV. Oh, no, no. (laughs) That's the simple answer. Well, that was easy. What the heck? Let me just say that I I get the fact that perhaps physicians were not, you know, letting their patients know that there were some remedies available. But we have swung the pendulum so far the other way that I don't think I want to sit there for 60 seconds of every possible side effect. And I love how it starts, like, say say the drug is Tylenol, which of course it isn't because we're talking about prescription drugs. Say the drug's Tylenol. The very first thing they say is, if you are allergic to Tylenol, you should not take Tylenol. Well, now, does that have to be said? Does that make sense? There's so many holes in it. First of all, it's a prescription gr- drug. You don't know what it's for. No, then you have to doctor. And then you have to ask your doctor about it. And oh, by the way, here's 45 seconds of things that may kill you if you take the drug. That doesn't make any sense at all. Why do they do that? Doesn't make sense. Who shows up at their doctor's office and go, I saw an ad for Lycoto. I want that, please. <laughs> right. But I may be allergic to it. So I'm right. wondering if I can still take it, even yeah, though I'm allergic to it. Those ads do not make any sense at all. Okay. Well, um, I'm having a little medical procedure tomorrow. And because of that, I have to fast. Ooh. Now, here's the deal. I like it. And it's only a short while. Why don't I do this as a regular? I don't know. Theological sacrifice. Right. I just, why don't I do that? Does fasting make sense yes. to give it over to God? Yes, it does make sense for sure. It makes what sense. What is the problem? Why? I totally. You say, so you're saying yes, it does make sense. I'm do. I am saying. I, I just totally go by that. And the gifts are so great. I said to my wife earlier today, when I get hungry today, I'm going to pray. Well, she was like, of course you would. So I've been praying all day. I'm thinking about a ham sandwich. I'm going to pray. You know, she wish I had some chips. I'm going to pray. I mean, fasting makes perfect sense. Of course. For all these different reasons. Yeah, so there's no reason. There's no good reason why we don't do it regularly. No. And I apologize to to the Lord for that because... I should have been fasting for years. What the heck's wrong with me? Yeah, that makes sense. All right.
101.5 WORD. Question, exactly when did the world begin? Chuck Swindoll. All of your life, chances are good you thought it all began in Genesis 1. That's when God created. John 1 goes back before there was anything created. This week, Chuck Swindoll explains that life began long before Genesis chapter 1. Hear the surprising story on Insight for Living. Tomorrow morning at 8 on 101.5 WORD. If you're like me, you've already thought more than once, man, Christmas just isn't going to be the same this year. Our famous family Christmas Eve dinner isn't going to be as famous. My annual shopping day with mom will be online. Carolers won't be stopping. Parties not popping. The nutcrackers not dancing. And Santa's going to be masked up? And then I catch myself and say, dude, get over yourself. Because even though this Christmas might seem a little less holly and jolly, it is without a doubt still Christmas. The part of Christmas where God sent his son also to not so perfect conditions for me. I'm going to do my best to keep reminding myself of that through the holidays. Hopefully we can together. Merry Christmas from United Faith Mortgage. For every closed loan applied for in December, we'll make a donation in your name that will feed a child for a year through Cross International. Find the details at unitedfaithmortgage.com. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. Are you concerned about memory loss for yourself or a loved one? Susan Gibson's mother had dementia. Susan prayed God would show her the solution to memory loss. And after many divine encounters combining faith and her background as a pharmacist, Susan founded Vivalor and created Glory Day Brain Booster. Glory Day is a premium quality, all-natural supplement with 5 to 20 times more nutrients than any other memory supplement. It won the award for Most Innovative Healthcare Regimen in 2020. Visit Vivalor.com for testimonials about the life-changing improvements people have experienced. Glory Day is for those with normal memory, mild, or severe memory loss. Don't wait until your memory slips. The pathology that leads to memory loss starts 20 years before your first memory loss symptom. Vivalor is V-I-V-O-L-O-R. At Vivalor.com, enter promo code 20 for 20% off. The makers pray that God's glory rests on every pill. Vivalor.com, V-I-V-O-L-O-R.com. Merry Christmas. This is Dean Gartland, president of City Mission. It has been a challenging year. Thank you for supporting City Mission through these uncertain times. I'm reminded of the words of Jesus, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Your generosity has helped us to be a light in the dark for so many in need. The need is growing and City Mission will be there, but only with your continued support. Please visit us at citymission.org and let your light shine today. God bless you this Christmas season. David is Assistant Professor of Theology and Culture at Fuller Theological Seminary here today to talk to us about a particular and peculiar American Christmas. David, welcome back to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, John. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, you sound great. Thanks. Okay, so David, um, I don't don't know if the pandemic has spared us from the Christmas wars or not this year, but the vitriol does seem to be a little less. I mean, I've not heard anybody complain about their Walmart coffee cup, or I'm sorry, their Starbucks coffee cup, and and that's a blessing. (laughs) Yeah, I think we've had a few other things on our mind uh, of no small consequence. Right. So I think that's probably 
I don't know. I think it's probably healthy that we can focus on some things that are more important than that. Um, okay, so you're 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 writing about Christmas um, in some ways right here in America, and you're asking the question and answering the question: How did we get Christmas here? Yeah, so this is a, an essay I wrote for Christina Day a couple of years ago, and it came out of several years worth of sitting in church around Christmas time, Christmas Eve. And wondering to myself, why is it that we keep singing the same limited collection of carols? And that's not the case around Easter, right? Easter, we just keep generating new songs to you know, explore the resurrection and the cross. So then I got curious. I started reading and discovered all sorts of things, including the fact that the way that we experience Christmas in America is largely determined by the latter half of the 19th century. And once I started digging around, it was a fascinating thing to discover. Really? Hmm. Okay, so then go there. Uh, take the lid off. Why the early 19th century? What happened there, the latter half? Well, okay, so in the 18th century, this is the backdrop, and this is when you have Puritans that are playing an influential role in public life in America, and they in America and in Britain, and they have a largely negative allergic reaction to Christmas and the way that it is celebrated, both because it was a time of revelry and because it looked a lot like, you know, the Roman Catholic Church. So that's the backdrop. In the 19th century, you have four things that then shape the trajectory of Christmas in America. The first is that uh, Queen Victoria becomes Queen of England in 1837. And unlike all the English Puritans who were allergic uh, to Christmas, she and her family uh, and her husband were from a German background, and they had retained all these practices. So she introduces Christmas to the English public as a very family-friendly domestic affair, and then that, in a sense, you know, gives permission to everybody in England and then across the pond as well. And then a few years later, just a, seven years later, Charles Dickens publishes his A Christmas Carol. And this has this massive uh, influence on how it is that people feel and imagine Christmas. And so for better or for worse, for Dickens, it's the spirit of Christmas rather than the spirit of Christ himself or the humanity of Jesus that becomes finally determinative. And then in New York City, which was a Dutch colony, and so they would have celebrated uh, Saint uh, Cloth, Center Cloth is how they call them. But really what it, what it was was uh, in the early 1800s, uh, you had the sense that there was a lot of lawlessness and they wanted to promote virtue. And so they decided to make Saint Nicholas himself, the Bishop of Myra, their patron saint of the city. And they commissioned an artist to paint him. And they, in the first illustration, he looks very much like a bishop. As the years go on, in the 1800s, St. Nicholas starts looking less and less like a bishop from, right. you know, Myra, and more like what Haddon Sunbloom in 1931 presents him in a whole decade's worth of illustrations for Coca-Cola. So you have sort of this influence of what I call the princess, the poet, and the painters in the mid-19th century all the way into the early 20th. And then that determines the entire story of Christmas in America in a way that I suggest makes the story of Matthew and Luke play, unfortunately, regrettably, a very little role 
and how we understand Christmas mm-hmm. in our country. Sure. Um, I was at the Coca-Cola Museum a couple years ago in Atlanta, and um, that's when I saw the original Santa. And I didn't realize that that's Ah. where that image that we have, the American image of Santa really came from um, that you just mentioned. And so, you know, it kind of caused me to, to step back and ponder how much of my thinking when I was little had to do with the scriptural Christmas story or the mm. cultural Christmas story. And so I, mm. I guess my question is, we, we had Richard Mao on just last week talking oh, about this. wonderful. Yeah, Richard's a good friend of ours. And um, he was making fun of me because I said, I go between wanting to, you know, immerse myself into the, you know, the whole Christmas tradition in America, because it is our culture. Mm. And then sure, sure, sure. thinking and thinking that the, that the attention on the, you know, the dog by the fireplace and the pretty table and the happy carols is just some satanic attempt to distract us from the actual gospel. Oh. <laughs> Richard thought I might've overreacted saying it was a satanic <laughs> attempt, but you know what I mean? It's hard to know, sure. like, wh- sure. where's, where's the line or when are we buying in too much? Well, I mean, I think one of the things I came to conclude for myself, and and I suggest this to the reader, but, you know, everybody has to make their own decisions. But what I came to conclude is just to let Christmas in America be this expression of Americana sort of life, but then also at the same time bring to the foreground, make more um, prominent uh, the actual stories of Matthew and Luke. And I think when we do that, we discover that the stories of the nativity in both of these gospels make place, make space for hardship, loss, pain, and sorrow, not in a way that drowns out the joy, but they coexist in a way that our culture at large um, finds it very difficult to know how joy and sorrow can exist side by side. And I think at this time of year, when people struggle in so many ways, I think that's the gospel, that these two things can coexist, and they are embedded. They're integral to the stories that Matthew and Luke tell. Yes. David Taylor, why putting Christ back in Christmas is not enough. So, David, just in from a very practical point, talk about what happens either in your own life or in your own home as you talk about the Christmas story. Well, I mean, I think what we do with our children is to actually read the stories, which I know others do, but we pause and we let our children and our own selves, my wife and I, to ask each other where, what points of contact in our own life today. Now, 2020, a year full of, you know, fodder mm-hmm. for hardship and for us to find ourselves identifying with, with Mary or Joseph or Zechariah or Elizabeth or, you know, Rachel, whose children are no more, and she refuses to be comforted. So I think we just stop and say, you know, how are you feeling today? How are you feeling today? What happened today that made you feel connected in some way to the story of, you know, Jesus' birth? So I think that's one thing we do. We also try to sing or listen to a lot of very Advent-ish kinds of songs, songs that maybe have a minor key in them, say, this is part of our story, and we want to welcome it as a gift, right, rather than as something that we shun or reject. Hmm. W. David O. Taylor with us talking about Christmas, Advent, and 
I don't know how to make it special, how to make it different, how to recognize what it actually is. Listen, we only have a couple minutes left, but I do want to highlight, you list some things in your, in your article in Christianity Today that I think are really important. The first one is that um, the, the gospel stories really are supernatural. I mean, they have magic mm. in them. You know, we think that the, the magical <laughs> stories that Santa knows everything that you've done, he comes down the chimney when you're asleep. But, but the, the stories in the gospels are even bigger and weirder than that. Mm, (laughs) They are. I think one of the dangers for us as Christians, and we're not the first ones to experience this danger, is the danger of over-familiarity with these stories. And and in a sense, we domesticate them. And we become so accustomed to hear them, it's just like uh, Charlie Brown's teacher. It's just a blah, 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 blah. So what would it mean for us, I don't know, like to pray, God surprise me in a way that helps me to reckon with your fantastical work in the world such that when angels visit, you know, these characters, it's not a, oh, sure, there's an angel. It's just the angel has to say, don't be afraid. So what would it look like for us to welcome this extraordinary work of God that would get us outside of ourselves Mm, at the very least? Right. Oh, I love that. See, because we're living in these comfortable, you know, enclosures. If God really did surprise us, it might totally freak us out. Yeah, it would. I hope it would. Yeah, right. All right, David, um, it's time for us to go. And I'm sorry about that, because there's so much more that we could dig into. Um, Just take 30 seconds and tell our listeners something that you might suggest for them to dig into, you know, a way to read, a way to think, sing, whatever. Well, I mean, I, I guess one thing I would say is read the stories and ask yourself how it is that these elements of hardship, loss, pain, suffering are there in your own life and happening in the world, and ask God the Holy Spirit to cultivate sympathy and empathy. That is, Mm. there's suffering all across the global church. So in what ways might this season we be attuned to one another's suffering, and then that would increase compassion for us? Um, The other thing would be, I mean, this may be silly, but find uh, Spotify playlists that have, you know, Advent, you know, Advent playlist and just start listening to the music and just letting it wash over you and and, um, be a part of God's ministering work in your life in this season. I'll take that. Thank you, David. So David O'Taylor, Assistant Professor of Theology and Culture at Fuller Theological Seminary. David, terrific to talk to you again. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. Thank you, guys. Merry Christmas to you. Thank you. Why putting Christ back in Christmas is not enough. David Taylor. I grew up poor, which is even worse than being poor. See the movie From Poor to CEO, The Incredible Journey of Herman Cain. I've never shied away from hard work. Rising from poverty, he achieved the American dream. We'll all be able to say free at last. From Poor to CEO, The Incredible Journey of Herman Cain. Available at SalemNow.com. Use promo code Pittsburgh for 20% off. That's SalemNow.com, promo code Pittsburgh. We're all thinking a lot more about staying safe these days. Windows R Us Pittsburgh is no different. When it comes to working around your home, Windows R Us remains committed to the safety of you and your family. For roofs, gutters, and downspouts, siding, and of course, windows, Windows R Us Pittsburgh can answer the call. With over 50 years of home remodeling experience, Windows R Us has earned its reputation as the area's premier exterior replacement company. And all work will be done in strict compliance with the government's social distancing guidelines. If you've had damage, you may be eligible for a free repair or replacement. 
Visit windowsaroundspittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of the highly trained appraisers. You'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry from a company that will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty. Why pay double? Trust the area's premier exterior replacement company. WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. That's WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. Hi, I'm John Henney from Henney Jewelers. Since 1887, my family has helped people celebrate the most memorable moments in their lives. We are rooted in faith and commit to doing the right thing again and again. We believe in the covenant of marriage and use our to have and to hold program to encourage couples as they prepare to spend the rest of their lives together. Please stop into our Shadyside store to learn more or visit HennyJewelers.com. Henny Jewelers, your jewelers for life. Merry Christmas. This is Dean Gartland, president of City Mission. It has been a challenging year. Thank you for supporting City Mission through these uncertain times. I'm reminded of the words of Jesus, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Your generosity has helped us to be a light in the darkness for so many in need. The need is growing and City Mission will be there, but only with your continued support. Please visit us at citymission.org and let your light shine today. God bless you this Christmas season. Levin Furniture and Mattress is celebrating 100 years with the very best values, finance offers, and highest quality furniture. Create the home of your dreams this holiday season at all Levin Furniture and Mattress stores or levinfurniture.com. Is your school a true partner in your child's education? They should be. Pittsburgh's Christian schools agree. If you're looking for a safe environment where kids can learn, challenge, and grow with highly qualified teachers who are not only caring but accessible, where academic excellence goes hand-in-hand with character development, consider Christian education. Right now, at this moment, local Christian schools, colleges, and universities are offering half-price tuitions for first-time enrollees while they last at wordfm.com slash tuitions. of the Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting, which happened on this day in 2012 in Newtown, Connecticut. Uh, 26 killed, including 20 children between six and seven years old. It's a horrible day, but it, it is uh, important to remember this. I, I've been reading about it off and on throughout the day. And b- because of COVID, of course, you know, it has affected the public marking of this day. And as I'm reading, many of the parents are saying it's a relief to step away and mm-hmm. not be public in this day, to have them their own private grief, because, of course, you know, everybody gathers. And that community uh, has coalesced around all those people. Finally, there, there's a memorial that is a, about to, you know, start uh, some sort of movement forward. They've allowed the families to mark this memorial, to build the memorial, and the money being raised. So, uh, I mean, I, you can't imagine what that day must have been like. And for the survivors of that, the parents and all the families in the town itself, the horror that they continue to go through to think about that particular moment in American history, just so brutal. Say, um, as we had the Sparks on with us, it just reminds me that there are many, many Christmas concerts that are online. And um, I would uh, hope that you go out and find those for your family with David Taylor talking about how do you look at Advent? How do we look at Christmas this year? This is different. So we should pray different, worship different, engage with Christ differently this year. Music is always a great place to start. Thanks for being with us. Have yourself a great night. We'll see you tomorrow. God willing. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group.